We want to go to the Lord. Uh, we want to go to the Word of the Lord tonight in Luke eleven, Luke eleven, and so good to see all of you here tonight. Luke eleven, verse one, and it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? I want to go back to verse 1. Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, teach us to pray. Lord, bless you tonight. You can be seated. I don't care how much technology we get. Does not really matter what the buildings look like. They are not the source of the power of the apostolic church. We must never ever forget that we have been given an opportunity and an access to things that many people in the world know nothing about. And we must, we must never, ever forget that anybody can be a great prayer warrior. If you can't hardly speak the king's English or Spanish or whatever you might speak, he understands all of them. <laughs> I want you just to understand you can be a great prayer warrior. 
Really, if you can't do anything but look at it and point at it and get his attention, you can get it. One place he said, before they ask, I will answer. Before they ever seek me, I will already be in motion, what he said, really, praise God. But the disciples who had been with the Lord, they had been chosen of the Lord, they had traveled with the Lord, they had watched him do miracles of all kinds by this time. They had been with him in situations where power just emanated, just flowed. And some of them had been to the Mount of Transfiguration and saw the glory of God pouring out of a human body. They had, uh, they had been, no doubt, in the presence of angels because many times angels were there when he was walking with them. And so there's a lot of things they could have asked him. But Brother Mike, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. They recognized that if we're going to have healings, we're going to have to know how to do this first. Because before he healed, he prayed. They recognized if we're going to see power emanate out of us as it did out of him, we're going to have to know how to do this. And not just know how to do this, we're going to have to do this. Praying is more than hitting a like on Facebook. Pray, the brother, brother Dale, I'm afraid that has hurt some of us in prayer because somebody will put something up there and, and, and somebody say pray and somebody else will hit like. That's not praying. I'm glad you're, you're saying, hey, I'll, I'll go along, but then you need to stop right there and, and you need to pray. When you've done nothing yet, pray. When you've done everything you can, pray. Because prayer is still the secret to the power of the living God. Hallelujah. Revival is going to come to Life Church because Life Church is and remains a praying church. Life will come to other people through your witness because you, first of all, pray for people. Amen? Yeah, I'm telling you now, everybody that has the Holy Ghost needs to strive to get better and better, more knowledgeable and more fluent and more easy in prayer. Praise God. It should not be a struggle. It should not all the time be an anguish. There should be a natural flow out of the heart. And it should be our first step anytime danger comes our way to call on him. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. I had a gentleman one time that I was very close to. He's gone on, hopefully, to be with the Lord now. But he had a say, he had a scripture that he would quote, but he quoted it wrong. And it used to just grind on me. Because he would say, The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in and out. I said, Hold on, hold on, hold on. That is not what that said. The righteous runneth therein and are delivered. Brother Nick, it was a safe place. It was, it was, it was like a, a tower in the wilderness. It, when the storm is coming, there's, there's, some people have tornado places. They can get in the ground and, and they got the concrete or metal or something around them. Dig a big hole and put a metal box in there. And when it gets too bad, crawl in that thing. I'm going to tell you what, the name of the Lord's a strong tower. 
the name of the Lord is better than a tornado hole. The name of the Lord is better than whatever you may have a safe room in your house. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. And not only do we, uh, we have access to call it, but I'm just going to tell you right now, we have access through it to all the power of God. He said, all power in heaven and earth is given unto me. And then he turned and said, whatever you ask in my name, believing it shall be done. Now you can, somebody can give you their checkbook and you can go and write a million dollar check if you want to. Number one, if the reserve is not there, you're not going to get it. But number two, if you don't have the right signature, you're not going to get it. it however, it's on the, on the card at the bank. You can write whatever you want. You can write Mike or Joe or Jim or Bob or Pat. But if that's not how the bank recognizes it, you're not getting anything. I had someone steal my bank account one time. My business bank account. Wrote a check to one of my employees. And uh, he was needing a little cash. I took him by the bank. And uh, we drove up to the window. And he signed the back of it. And we put it through the window. And I thought everything's going to be fine. The lady came and said, I'm sorry, but this is not the right signature. I said, pardon me? She said, no, this is not the authorized signature on this account. I said, ma'am, that's the only signature on that account. No, it's not. I just pulled right on around, went right in the front door. That was where I set up the account. The lady that had set the account up for me who worked at the bank was there that day. I took that little check, marched into her office and said, we got a problem. There was another employee of the bank in another branch Sister that had got my name off of my account and put her name on my account. Fortunately, the timing of it, God knows what he's doing. We got there before she got a dime out of my account, but she could have drained what was in there out, and nobody, I couldn't have done a thing about it. But you know what? God was on my side. I thank God he was on my side. And we turned it all. When, when she looked at that check, her face got white. And she said, I know who that is. I know what, who, where she works. She works for this bank. People are people are people. But I'm going to tell you something. You got to have the right name. You can't just call some name. You got to call the name. Everybody say the name. All power in heaven and earth is in that name. Praise God. None of the name given among men under heaven whereby we must be saved. When you call that name, power is going to flow. When you call that name, the wheels of the Holy Ghost begin to turn. Praise God. And something is about to change when you pray and call that name. Amen. My wife and I were in Louisiana on uh, Interstate 10 going through South Louisiana years ago, two or three o'clock in the morning, we were traveling from one revival to another. Many times we traveled at night because of less traffic and, and somewhat cooler. And so we were traveling down that old highway and, and there's a series of bridges along there that are real close and, and there's not a whole lot of room even though it's an interstate for any, any, any mess up. But we're headed up toward one of those bridges and a car I saw it coming in the rearview mirror, and I mean, I could tell this thing, man, he's moving. And he came up and just barely dodged around me and dodged back. And when he dodged back, he dodged too far and was headed straight for that railing on that bridge. Simultaneously, my wife and I said, Jesus! Brother, we saw that car slide over about six feet. 
and shoot beside that railing. He would have centered that thing. I'm telling you, it would have been a horrible accident, but we called on the name that changes things. We called on the name that, hey, I'm going to tell you what, it's never too late when you call that name. The power of God is still real. Now the scripture said the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He would love to steal your confidence in prayer. He would love to steal your ability to pray. He would love to steal your faith in prayer. But I want to stand here before you tonight and tell you that there's still power in prayer when you put the name of Jesus on it. Praise God. I said there's still power in prayer. There's still power that changes lives, praise God. There's still the ability of God to reach in in the last moments and give life, extend that life for years, praise God. Amen. The Lord said, the disciples said, Lord, teach us to pray. They didn't say teach us how to raise the dead. No, no, they said we know where it's flowing from. We've been in the garden with you. We've, we've walked up on the wild, in the wilderness and caught you in the wilderness all alone praying. Now, I, I, want, I want to just present something to you. We all in here probably believe that Jesus Christ was the creator of heaven manifest in flesh. He was not a part of God. He was all of God. Only one God. Do we believe that? Is that still an apostolic doctrine, one God? Or is this a one God church, praise God? Or do we believe in a multiplicity of, no, 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 no. We believe there's one God. And we believe his name is not Father, not Son, not Holy Ghost. His name is Jesus, praise God. Everybody say it, Jesus. Amen. And so we believe what the Bible said, God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. So Sister Bradshaw, when we call the name of Jesus, we're calling the name of the Father. We're calling the name of the Creator. By the time we are calling the name of the one that spoke and out of nothing came a universe. We're calling the one that the Bible said is and was and is to come, the Almighty, praise God. Not part mighty, but almighty, hallelujah. He's all-knowing, he's all-present, he's everything, hallelujah. There's not a place in the universe you can go or outside our universe you can go that God is not. One writer said, if I could go to the, to, if I could take wings and go as far as I could fly, God would already be there. If I could go to the depths of the sea, God is already there. I want you to know there's no place God is not, praise God. His spirit is everywhere. It's up in this desk. It's under this desk. It's above here. It's outside this building. It's in this building. God is a spirit and he is everywhere. But when he chose to manifest himself in flesh, he came as the man, Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. And so when you call that name, you're calling that creative name. You're calling the name that can take nothing and make anything out of it. He said, there's nothing impossible with me. There anything is possible when you believe and call that name, praise God. The disciples didn't say, Lord, teach us how to open blind eyes. He said, teach us how to pray. And then we know the power will come to open blind eyes. Do you believe God still wants to do that? Do you believe God's still able to do that? You believe God's still able to raise the dead? Hallelujah. The Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God.
Oh, uh, clap your hand to the Lord. One time the Lord was talking to Simon, Simon Peter, and he said, Simon, got a little word for you. The devil has wanted you. He wants to sift you like wheat. Anybody know what that means? Have you ever really realized how bad it was what the devil wanted to do to him? How many of y'all ever seen a sifter? Have you ever used a sifter? When, when you grind in that thing and you put the meal in there and you grind it, you grind it down to a powder, you, grind, you separate one piece from another piece, you make it very small. When he said the devil wants to sift you, he wants to take you apart. He wants to give you no permanence, no purpose, no nothing. He wants to ma make you like you're like, like dry water running out the bottom, that sifter, praise God. And he said, but I prayed for you. If the God of heaven manifest in flesh gave us a directive that he would pray. If God is manifest in flesh and yet he takes time to pray. Sister Gail, how much more does it behoove us that we would stop and we would pray, praise God. Somebody asked me one time, said, how in the world can you, can you conduct business when you're so busy? I said, the first thing you're going to have to do is realize that until I pray, I can't conduct business anyway. Until I pray. Pray, I can't make the right decisions anyway. Until I pray, the wheels are not turned in my favor. Until I pray and honor him by doing that praying, when you pray, you're saying, Lord, I don't have that power. You have that power. Lord, I'm recognizing you as the power source. Praise God. I'm telling you right now, there's a source inside the church of the living God. Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. In the Greek, that word is dunamis. It is where dynamite comes from and dynamo comes from. He said, there's something explosive that's going to come inside you when you receive the Holy Ghost. There's something that's regenerative. It's a dynamo, praise God. It's like a welding machine. It'll just sit there and purr until you hook those leads up and you get a rod in there and stick it to something. And then you hear that thing kick in, praise God. It's doing something. It's charging something. It's changing something, praise God. I want somebody to know the Holy Ghost is still real. And the Holy Ghost still has power. And when God puts the Holy Ghost in a human body... He's putting power down inside of there. Your community won't be the same when you're in it, hallelujah. Your neighborhood will not be the same when there's somebody walking around that's got the power of God locked up inside them, praise God. I dare say you'd get a lot of attention if you had strapped on to you a vest and had about eight or ten sticks of dynamite in it. You get lots of attention, a lot of attention you don't want. But just everybody would be saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, whatever you want, sir, anything you desire, yes, sir. Because there's something explosive there. 
What's inside of us is greater than dynamite. What's inside of us is greater than natural. What's inside of us is greater than C4, praise God. I want you to know what's inside of us can change governments, can change nations, praise God. What's inside of us can change lives that have been locked up in drugs all of, for years and years and years, one trip to an altar, and the power of God gets down inside of them, and they don't ever need another fix on a street corner, praise God. One stripped to an altar and an alcoholic never has to stop at the ice house in Houston praise God one trip to an altar and the man that's hung up on cigarettes is delivered forever praise God it's not a 12 state program it's power coming from God and getting locked up down on the inside of you praise God it's oh my Lord I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now I feel the power of God in here right now we're acknowledging you tonight Lord when we pray we know there's power flowing in prayer praise God so I said praise the Lord teach us to pray teach us to pray teach us to pray and the beauty of it is you can pray here and a thousand miles away the power of God comes and touches a life praise God you can pray here and on the other side of a planet maybe in a country that doesn't even understand the language you speak all of a sudden a man that's dying raises up and walks away praise God you can pray here and a thousand miles away sister you know what I'm talking about your son can be in a battle somewhere and it can look real ugly and all of a sudden you get up and you go to God in prayer and the answer comes back in the last minute of the door opened and we were able to get out of that thing praise God I'm talking about a power a power a power that's still alive in the church tonight this church is imbued with power from on high praise God power from on high in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Put somebody a high five and tell them there's power in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And the beauty of it is you've got access to that. Whoo. I love running heavy equipment. I don't want to do it for a living. Give me a bulldozer. Turn me loose. I love it. I love feeling that power. Man, you engage that thing, Brother Dale, and I'm telling you what, something's moving. Something's going to happen. Hallelujah. We had an old building. We bought a piece of property one time behind our church, and there was an old building there on it, and and we'd been trying to buy it, trying to buy it, trying to buy it. An elderly lady owned it, and she didn't want us touching that building. No, 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 no. That's been there for I don't know how many years. And the day we signed the note on it, I had a bulldozer delivered. And by 5 o'clock that evening, brother, it was splinters, I'm telling you now. I drove through the back of that thing. Praise God. There's something powerful in prayer. I'm telling the devil can have everything set just like he wants it. And it can be an established kingdom that's been there a long, long time. And one person in prayer can let the power of God begin to flow. 
and that thing has got to crumble. That thing has got to go down. That thing cannot stay. That thing cannot last, praise God. Turn it into splinters by the power of the name of Jesus, by the power of the blood. Praise God. Oh, my, 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 clap your hands again. Let's make a noise. Let's make a noise. Let's give him a little praise. Hallelujah. We believe in the power of prayer. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said, Simon, I prayed for you. I disengaged everything hell had set in your path. I tripped the trap before you got to it when I prayed in your name for you. I want you to know, I want you to know everything hell had planned for Simon. He just null, it's just null and void. Cancel it out, delete it. I trumped it. I prayed, praise God. Your family can be going through hard times and you can trump everything hell's been doing in their life. It can look like a divorce for sure and yet you can step into a place in prayer where God will honor your words, praise God. I said he'll honor your words and you can bind that devil and command it into outer darkness in Jesus' name. He said whatever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven, praise God. Whatever you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. We can loose the power of God into families. We can bind the power of hell away from lives. Praise God. Oh my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody tonight. We can't ever, 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 ever forget about the power of prayer. Hallelujah. There's something dynamic in this building tonight. There's something that's just sitting here with potential to blow up and cause a revival that would fill this building up in a time, praise God. We went over Monday night to Tyler Tabernacle and there was one of the men in the church had invited some folks from out in Ben Wheeler somewhere. It's a church out there and I, I don't know just what they are. I, I, I don't have the full scoop on that. I, I perceive that maybe they help men that are in women that are coming out of drugs or alcohol or something. But there was a crowd that showed up Monday night from that church. And Brother Dross preached and the power of God flowed and everybody was in unity and praising and worshiping God. And 31 received the Holy Ghost and 25 were baptized in Jesus' name. That can happen right here in this building. I said that can happen right here in this building. God's not, oh, somebody say, oh, well, preacher, I don't know. All you got to do is get them in the building and the power of God can change them forever, praise God. Hallelujah. Young men were dancing all up and down. Young men were running around and they were running up to brothers saying, you need to do that. You need to feel that, praise God. Woo, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Well, we all need, no, we don't all need to go over there. We need to get what they had going over there and bring it over here, praise God. Hallelujah. You know what? You got that many that need the Holy Ghost? That's nothing to God. First day, there were 120 in the upper room. God filled all of them with the Holy Ghost. They came down in the streets, and they were marching around and dancing around. And somebody said, man, they're drunk. Oh, they're drunk. I'm telling you, this is a, a sad day. And they said, yeah, but not the way you suppose. They drinking on some wine that didn't come out of a grape, praise God. They drinking out of a river that didn't flow out of the ground, praise God. They got something that came from another world flowing into that human body. And 3,000 more said, we want what they got. We want what they got. 
Now, I believe in decency and order, but I'm just going to tell you now, my God made lightning and thunder. I've had people look at me for, now God's a little more, I said, yeah. Somebody told me one time, said, God don't act that way. I said, no, electricity don't either, but you touch it and you will. You get it, and Brother Tom, you're going to do something. Something's going to happen down inside you. I, used to, I, I, I wouldn't have thought about jumping up and down in a church 46 years ago, but 45 years ago, I got the Holy Ghost. I got something down inside of me that you just can't contain. I got something down inside of me that set me free, praise God. I got something down inside of me that empowered me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. And when we begin to praise him and magnify him, the God of of glory comes in. Every church in America ought to be a shouting church. Every church, every church, not just apostolic, but every apostolic church ought to be a shouting church. Every now and then something ought to get loose in the power of God and you ought to just get yourself to the place where I just can't stop. I just can't sit down. I just, I'm excited. Something all over me, praise God. Not a whole lot of folks follow ambulances or follow hearses up and down the road. But they do ambulances and they do fire trucks. Now, we ain't going there. That guy's already dead. Why won't I fall over there for? They done ate the chicken and gone home. But that fire truck, they'll follow that. Sister Martha, I'm going to tell you something. Now, I, I believe in holiness. I believe in it all my life. But I didn't come into this church because somebody was holy. I came in here because somebody had power in their life. I believe that with all my heart. I believe in holiness. I believe he's holy. And when you got him, him down inside of you, he will change you. And he will make you different, praise God. But I'm just going to tell you, we're not going to change our world by the length of our sleeves or the length of our dresses. We're going to change our world with the power of God. We're going to change our world with liberty. We're going to change our world with the glory of God settling down on us. Hallelujah. We're going to have to have it, praise God. We can't show the world how holy we are. We can show the world how full of power how we are, praise God. Amen. Now, if anybody goes to tell Brother Gandhi, Brother Phillips was preaching against holiness. <laughs> We're not doing that. We believe, Brother Mike, but I believe that we got to have the power. And we got to have prayer. We got to have prayer. We got to have prayer. We ain't got to have prayer. We get to have prayer. We get to access God. We get to go into the throne room. Hallelujah. We don't have to stand outside. We're children. The story was told of John Kennedy when he was president. I wasn't there that day, but I was told that little John come walking in right in the middle of a cabinet meeting. Dignitaries there, heads of state were there, and he just marched right around and hopped up in his daddy's lap. He's president of the United States. Some say the most powerful position in the world. Little John looked up, Dad said, Daddy, I want a nickel. This man controls armies. And you want a nickel. We do God that way sometimes. Let's let our prayers expand a little bit. Ooh, I feel something in the Holy Ghost right here. 
I feel like God's challenging somebody. He said in one place, try me. See if I won't pour out a blessing bigger than you can contain. Try me and see if I won't pour out more than you can handle. Praise God. I got to get in this just a little bit. There's something I want to bring up about prayer here. And I don't have time to go into the whole prayer that Jesus prayed. One part I will pray. Thy will be done as in heaven, so on earth. What he was saying was, what the West done in heaven, let it be done on earth. West done in heaven, let it be done on earth. Isaiah said one day, in the year Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. He goes on down, he said, I heard the seraphims crying one to another, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And he said, the doors, the doorpost began to move in heaven. When the seraphims, when the angels began to cry out, holy, 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 it moved things in heaven, praise God. Jesus prayed that prayer. And then later, Paul and Silas wound up in a jail one night, Brother Mike. And the Bible said at midnight, they heard them praying and praising God. Now, I guarantee you there were some folks in that prison that was telling them to shut up, shut your mouth, sit down, hush. But they just kept on praising and praying. They just kept on. And all of a sudden, as it was in heaven, so was it in earth. All of a sudden, the, the foundation began to break on the prison. All of a sudden, doors began to swing open. And if that wasn't evidence enough, chains began to fall off. Everybody in the prison was set free, praise God. Everybody there, chains fell off. Because the Lord said, let it be done on earth as it was in heaven. I don't know what kind a position you're in. I don't know what you're locked up with. I don't know what may be bothering you, but I'm telling you, when you begin to praise him and you begin to magnify him and you begin to pray to him, something's going to break, praise God. Something's going to give. Something's going to open. Hallelujah. Let me go a little bit further. He said, which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves. When I read that today, I thought, you know, there was a time when I was a, a young boy that we had electricity, but there wasn't an abundance of money to pay for it. And when it got dark, the lights went off and we got to bed. And sis, when the sun came up the next morning or before it really, we were rolling out of bed because we were rested by then. You didn't get online and look at Facebook till three in the morning. You wasn't posting something at 1.30. You wasn't flipping through Amazon and looking at stuff on Amazon at 12 o'clock. This man living in the time they lived in, might have set up a little while after dark because they had lamps with oil. But I dare say by midnight, they probably been in bed four hours. He said, which of you has a friend and somebody just happens to drop by in their journey visiting you and you don't have any bread for them and you know it's customary, you want to feed your guest. And so you say, well, I know my neighbor's got some bread. I'll go to him. 
And Brother Dale, we go over and we knock on the door. Most of the houses at that time were built two-story. The bottom floor was mostly open, and at night they brought the, some of the animals inside there to protect them from wolves and coyotes and thieves. But there was a set of stairs that went up into the living quarters, and there was a trap door that closed on the stairs. And then, brother, they made their bed on that door. You laid a blanket down, you laid a quilt down, whatever, and everybody piled up like a bunch of pigs right there. That's how they slept. And Brother Tom, what he was saying was, everybody's in bed. No, I don't talk, I'm not talking about they over there in the king size and they over there in the queen size and he's in the bunks. No, everybody's in a pile right on top of the door and there ain't no window. I can't give you any bread. I'd love to, but I got to wake the whole family up to do it. He said, because you're his friend, he won't wake the whole house up and disturb the bed and roll that door back and give you bread. But because of your importunity. You know what that means? It means because you won't quit knocking. I said I need bread. You got it. I want it. I can't get up. Everybody's in bed. I want some bread. Go on and leave us alone. We're asleep. Wake them up. I need bread. Because of your importunity, because you refuse to keep on knocking, because you refuse to quit, because you refuse to give up, because you refuse to accept no for an answer, because you refuse, refuse, refuse. Oh, my Lord, I'm telling somebody tonight, we've got to have importunity in our prayers. Woo, hallelujah. I feel something in the Holy Ghost. I feel something in the power of God. I'm going to tell you what. There's a lot of books written on prayer by people that don't know a thing about it. I'm telling you now. You go to the bookstore and you'll find all kinds of books on prayer. And you start reading them. You, it don't take you long to know. He's never done this. He's never prayed about a life and death situation. He's never had to take somebody's baby to God because it's got cancer. He's never got called to the emergency room at 3 in the morning when somebody's dying. That's never happened. Sis, they, they've never had the pastor's phone ring at 3 in the morning. I, I, we got a problem over here. We, we got a real situation. We need you to come. And, 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 and I mean, I, I realize right away they don't know what they're talking about. That, but here's what they said, Brother Tom, it let me know. They don't know. They said, pray about it one time and don't ever bother God with it again. I said, hogwash. You don't know what you're talking about. The Bible said, because of your importunity. Because you keep on knocking, because you bring it back and bring it back and bring it back and bring it up and talk about it and tell God about it. This is what I want. 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 I'm not settling for nothing else. I'm not accepting anything else. I want them changed. I want them turned around. Can I say it this way? Sometimes you got to make something happen. 
But there's sometimes you got to make something. He said, because you won't quit knocking, you're making something happen. Somebody said, I can't make, I'm not trying to tell you to make God do anything. I'm telling you, don't give up on your plan. Get, keep going back to God. Keep going back and say, Lord, I still want them healed. Lord, I still want them. I talked to you about it last year. I still want them healed. Lord, I talked to you about it last year. I still want that family turned around. I want that family turned around. I want to see them sitting on the church. Pew, I want to see them in the chair beside me. God, I want to see your power flow in that life. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the power of God in this building tonight. Because of your importunity. Hallelujah. My daughter Goldie has a little old boy named Nicholas. Nicholas 10 years old now. A couple of years ago, Nicholas was out at the house and uh, he said, Nani, I want a cookie. Not now, we're going to eat supper in a minute. He didn't say another word. We sat down at the table and ate Brother Kyle. And when he finished that last bite, he laid that fork down. He looked at Nani and said, I hadn't forgot about that cookie. <laughs> he said, Give us this day our daily bread. But time, I think God wants us to be specific. General prayers get general answers.